Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 59. This week we're going to read Ecclesiastes starting at chapter 3, and we're going to read the Song of Solomon. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. I pray that we would understand the purpose to this life. We are not here for our own pleasure. We are here to serve you and bring glory to your name. If we do accomplish that purpose, then we will receive the pleasure that the world chases after and can never find, because we will be accomplishing our purpose. We pray that we will understand your purpose for marriage and romantic love. We will understand how it is good and that you have designed it for a good purpose. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 For everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What profit has he who works in that in which he labors? I have seen the burden which God has given to the sons of men to be afflicted with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in their hearts, yet so that man can't find out the work that God has done from the beginning even to the end. I know that there is nothing better for them than to rejoice and to do good as long as they live. Also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy good in all his labor is the gift of God. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. And God has done it, that men should fear before him. That which is, has been long ago. And that which is to be, has been long ago. God seeks again that which is passed away. Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of justice, that wickedness was there, and in the place of righteousness, that wickedness was there. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart, As for the sons of men, God tests them, so that they may see that they themselves are like animals. For that which happens to the sons of men happens to animals. Even one thing happens to them. As the one dies, so the other dies. Yes, they have all one breath, and the man has no advantage over the animals. For all is vanity, all go to one place. All are from the dust, and all turn to the dust again. Who knows the spirit of man, whether it goes upward, and the spirit of animal, whether it goes downward to the earth. Therefore I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his works, for that is his portion. For who can bring him to see what will be after him? Chapter 4 then I returned and saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun, and behold, the tears of those who were oppressed, 
and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. Therefore I praise the dead who had been long dead, more than the living who are yet alive. Yes, better than them both is him who has not yet been, and who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun. Then I saw all the labor and achievement that is the envy of man's neighbor. This also is vanity and striving after wind. The fool folds his hands together and ruins himself. Better is a handful with quietness than two handfuls with labor and chasing after wind. Then I returned and saw vanity under the sun. There is one who is alone, and he has neither son nor brother. There is no end to all of his labor, neither are his eyes satisfied with wealth. For whom, then, do I labor and deprive my soul of enjoyment? This also is vanity. Yes, it is a miserable business. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and doesn't have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have warmth. But how can one keep warm alone? If a man prevails against one who is alone, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who doesn't know how to receive admonition any more. For out of prison he came out to be king. Yes, even in his kingdom he was born poor. I saw all the living who walk under the sun, that they were with the youth, the other who succeeded him. There was no end of all the people, even of all them over whom he was. Yet those who come after shall not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and a chasing after wind. Chapter 5 Guard your steps when you go to God's house. For to draw near to listen is better than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they don't know that they do evil. Don't be rash with your mouth, and don't let your heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven, and you on earth. Therefore let your words be few, for as a dream comes with a multitude of cares, so a fool's speech with a multitude of words. When you vow a vow to God, don't defer to pay it for he has no pleasure in fools, pay that which you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Don't allow your mouth to lead you into sin. Don't protest before the messenger that this was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams there are vanities, as well as in many words. But you must fear God. If you see the oppression of the poor, and the violent taking away of justice and righteousness in a district, don't marvel at the matter, for one official is eyed by a higher one, and there are officials over them. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. The king profits from the field. He who loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. When goods increase, those who eat them are increased. And what advantage is there to its owner except to feast on them with his eyes? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not allow him to sleep. There is a grievous evil which I have seen under the sun, wealth kept by its owner to his harm. Those riches perish by misfortune, and if he has fathered a son, there is nothing in his hand. 
As he came out of his mother's womb, naked shall he go again as he came, and shall take nothing for his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil, that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit does he have who labors for the wind? All his days he also eats in darkness, he is frustrated, and has sickness and wrath. Behold, that which I have seen to be good and proper is for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy good in all his labor, in which he labors under the sun, all the days of his life which God has given him, for this is his portion. Every man also to whom God has given riches and wealth, and has given him power to eat of it, and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God, for he shall not often reflect on the days of his life, because God occupies him with the joy of his heart. Chapter 6 There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is heavy on men. A man to whom God gives riches, wealth, and honor, so that he lacks nothing for his soul of all that he desires. Yet God gives him no power to eat of it, but an alien eats it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years are many, but his soul is not filled with good, and moreover he has no burial, I say this stillborn child is better than he, for it comes in vanity and departs in darkness, and its name is covered with darkness. Moreover it has not seen the sun, nor known it. This has rest rather than the other. Yes, though he live a thousand years twice told, and yet fails to enjoy good, don't all go to one place? All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. For what advantage has the wise more than the fool? What has the poor man that knows how to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This also is vanity and a chasing after wind. Whatever has been, its name was given long ago, and it is known what man is. Neither can he contend with him who is mightier than he. For there are many words that create vanity. What does that profit man? For who knows what is good for man in life? All the days of his vain life which he spends like a shadow. For who can tell a man what will be after him under the sun? Chapter 7 A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for that is the end of all men, and the living should take this to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the face the heart is made good. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Surely extortion makes the wise man foolish, and a bribe destroys the understanding. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Don't be hasty in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Don't say, Why were the former days better than these? For you do not ask wisely about this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance. Yes, it is more excellent for those who see the sun. For wisdom is a defense, even as money is a defense, but the excellency of knowledge 
is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Consider the work of God, for who can make that straight which he has made crooked? In the day of prosperity be joyful, and in the day of adversity consider. Yes, God has made the one side by side with the other, to the end that man should not find out anything after him. All this I have seen in my days of vanity. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who lives long in his evil doing. Don't be overly righteous, neither make yourself overly wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Don't be too wicked, neither be foolish. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you should take hold of this. Yes, also don't withdraw your hand from that, for he who fears God will come out of them all. Wisdom is a strength to the wise man more than ten rulers who are in a city. Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and doesn't sin. Also don't take heed to all words that are spoken, lest you hear your servant curse you. For often your own heart knows that you yourself have likewise cursed others. All this I have proved in wisdom. I said, I will be wise. But it was far from me. That which is, is far off and exceedingly deep. Who can find it out? I turned around, and my heart sought to know, and to search out, and to seek wisdom, and the scheme of things, and to know that wickedness is stupidity, and that foolishness is madness. I find more bitter than death the woman whose heart is snares and traps, whose hands are chains. Whoever pleases God shall escape from her, but the sinner will be ensnared by her. Behold, I have found this, says the preacher, to one another, to find out the scheme which my soul still seeks, but I have not found. I have found one man among a thousand, but I have not found a woman among all those. Behold, I have only found this, that God made men upright, but they search for many schemes. Chapter 8 Who is like the wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command, because of the oath to God. Don't be hasty to go out of his presence. Don't persist in an evil thing, for he does whatever pleases him, for the king's word is supreme. Who can say to him, What are you doing? Whoever keeps the commandment shall not come to harm, and his wise heart will know the time and procedure. For there is a time and procedure for every purpose, although the misery of man is heavy on him for he doesn't know that which will be. For who can tell him how it will be? There is no man who has power over the Spirit to contain the Spirit, neither does he have power over the day of death. There is no discharge in war, neither shall wickedness deliver those who practice it. All this I have seen, and applied my mind to every work that is done under the sun. There is a time in which one man has power over another to his hurt. So I saw the wicked buried. Indeed, they came also from holiness. They went and were forgotten in the city where they did this. This also is vanity. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner commits crimes a hundred times and lives long, yet surely I know that it will be better for those who fear God, who are reverent before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, Neither shall he lengthen days like a shadow, because he doesn't fear God. There is a vanity which is done on the earth, that there are righteous men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. 
Again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity. Then I commended mirth, because a man has no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and to be joyful, for that will accompany him in his labor all the days of his life which God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom, to see the business that is done on earth, even though eyes see no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God that man can't find out the work that is done under the sun, because however much a man labors to seek it out, yet he won't find it. Yes, even though a wise man thinks he can comprehend it, he won't be able to find it. Chapter 9 For all this I laid to my heart even to explore all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hatred, man doesn't know it. All is before them. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good, to the clean, to the unclean, to him who sacrifices, and to him who doesn't sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner. He who takes an oath, as he who fears an oath. There is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that there is one event to all. Yes, also, the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live, and after that they go to the dead. For to him who is joined with all the living there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. Neither do they have any more a reward, for their memory is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy has perished long ago. Neither do they any longer have a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. Go your way, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Let your garments always be white, and don't let your head lack oil. Live joyfully with the wife whom you love all the days of your life of vanity which he has given you under the sun, all your days of vanity, for that is your portion in life and in your labor in which you labor under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work, nor plan, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in Sheol where you are going. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. For man also doesn't know his time. As the fish that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, even so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly on them. I have also seen wisdom under the sun in this way, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city, and few men within it. And a great king came against it, besieged it, and built great bulwarks against it. Now a poor wise man was found in it, and he by his wisdom delivered the city, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Then I said, Wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. The words of the wise heard in quiet are better than the cry of him who rules among fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner destroys much good. Chapter 10 Dead flies cause the oil of the perfumer to produce an evil odor. So does a little folly outweigh wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart is at his right hand, but a fool's heart at his left. Yes, also when the fool walks by the way, his understanding fails him, 
and he says to everyone that he is a fool. If the spirit of the ruler rises up against you, don't leave your place, for gentleness lays great offenses to rest. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, a sort of error which proceeds from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen servants on horses, and princes walking like servants on the earth. He who digs a pit may fall into it, and whoever breaks through a wall may be bitten by a snake. Whoever carves out stones may be injured by them. Whoever splits wood may be endangered by it. If the axe is blunt and one doesn't sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But skill brings success. If the snake bites before it is charmed, then there is no profit for the charmer's tongue. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but a fool is swallowed by his own lips. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. A fool also multiplies words. Man doesn't know what will be, and that which will be after him, who can tell him? The labor of fools wearies every one of them, for he doesn't know how to go to the city. Woe to you, land, when your king is a child, and your princes eat in the morning. Happy are you, land, when your king is the son of nobles, and your princes eat in due season, for strength, and not for drunkenness. By slothfulness the roof sinks in, and through idleness of the hands the house leaks. Feast is made for laughter, and wine makes the life glad, and money is the answer for all things. Don't curse the king, no, not in your thoughts, and don't curse the rich in your bedroom, for a bird of the sky may carry your voice, and that which has wings may tell the matter. Chapter 11 Cast your bread on the waters, for you shall find it after many days. Give a portion to seven, yes, even to eight, for you don't know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth, and if a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falls, there shall it be. He who observes the wind won't sow, and he who regards the clouds won't reap. As you don't know what is the way of the wind, nor how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, even so you don't know the work of God who does all. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening don't withhold your hand, for you don't know which will prosper, whether this or that, or whether they both will be equally good. Truly the light is sweet, and it is a pleasant thing for the eyes to see the sun. Yes, if a man lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that comes is vanity. Rejoice, young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth, and walk in the ways of your heart, and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart, and put away evil from your flesh, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. Chapter 12 Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, when you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun, the light, the moon, and the stars are darkened, and the clouds return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, 
and the grinders cease because they are few, and those who look out of the windows are darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the street, when the sound of the grinding is low, and one shall rise up at the voice of a bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Yes, they shall be afraid of heights, and terrors will be on the way, and the almond tree shall blossom, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goes to his everlasting home, and the mourners go about the streets, before the silver cord is severed, or the golden bowl is broken, or the pitcher is broken at the spring, or the wheel broken at the cistern, and the dust returns to the earth as it was, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. Further, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered, sought out, and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written blamelessly, words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and like nails well fastened are words from the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. Furthermore, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. This is the end of the matter. All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every work into judgment, with every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil. The Song of Solomon Chapter 1 the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your oils have a pleasing fragrance. Your name is oil poured out, therefore the virgins love you. Take me away with you, let's hurry. The king has brought me into his rooms. We will be glad and rejoice in you. We will praise your love more than wine. They are right to love you. I am dark but lovely, you daughters of Jerusalem, like Kedar's tents, like Solomon's curtains. Don't stare at me because I am dark, because the sun has scorched me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards. I haven't kept my own vineyard. Tell me, you who my soul loves, where you graze your flock, where you rest them at noon. For why should I be as one who is veiled beside the flocks of your companions? If you don't know, most beautiful among women, follow the tracks of the sheep. Graze your young goats beside the shepherd's tents. I have compared you, my love, to a steed in Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make you earrings of gold with studs of silver. While the king sat at his table, my perfume spread its fragrance. My beloved is to me a sachet of myrrh that lies between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. Behold, you are beautiful, my beloved. Yes, pleasant, and our couch is verdant. The beams of our house are cedars, and our rafters are firs. Chapter 2 I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. A lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. 
as the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight. His fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banquet hall. His banner over me is love. Strengthen me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am faint with love. His left hand is under my head, his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose or by the hinds of the field, that you do not stir up nor awaken love until it so desires. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes, leaping on the mountains, skipping on the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young deer. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He looks in at the windows. He glances through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing has come, and the voice of the turtle-dove is heard in our land. The fig-tree ripens her green figs, the vines are in blossom, they give out the fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. My dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding-places of the mountainside, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet, and your face is lovely. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that plunder the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He browses among the lilies, until the day is cool and the shadows flee away. Turn, my beloved, be like a roe or a young deer on the mountains of Bether. Chapter 3 By night on my bed I sought him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but I didn't find him. I will get up now and go about the city. In the streets and in the squares I will seek him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but I didn't find him. The watchmen who go about the city found me. Have you seen him whom my soul loves? I had scarcely passed from them when I found him whom my soul loves. I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him into my mother's house, into the room of her who conceived me. I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose or by the hinds of the field, that you not stir up nor awaken love until it so desires. Who is this who comes up from the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all spices of the merchant? Behold, it is Solomon's carriage. Sixty mighty men are around it, of the mighty men of Israel. They all handle the sword and are expert in war. Every man has his sword on his thigh because of fear in the night. King Solomon made himself a carriage of the wood of Lebanon. He made its pillars of silver, its bottom of gold, its seat of purple, the middle of it being paved with love from the daughters of Jerusalem. Go out, you daughters of Zion, and see King Solomon with the crown with which his mother has crowned him in the day of his weddings, in the day of the gladness of his heart. Chapter 4 Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is as a flock of goats that descend from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a newly shorn flock which have come up from the washing, where every one of them has twins. None is bereaved among them. Your lips are like scarlet thread. Your mouth is lovely. 
Your temples are like a piece of pomegranate behind your veil. Your neck is like David's tower built for an armory, on which a thousand shields hang, all the shields of the mighty men. Your two breasts are like two fawns, that are twins of a roe, which feeds among the lilies. Until the day is cool and the shadows flee away, I will go to the mountains of myrrh, to the hill of frankincense. You are beautiful, my love. There is no spot in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. With me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana, from the top of Sinar and Hermon, from the lion's dens, from the mountains of the leopards. You have ravished my heart, my sister, my bride. You have ravished my heart with one of your eyes, with one chain of your neck. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine, the fragrance of your perfumes than all kinds of spices. Your lips, my bride, drip like the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under your tongue. The smell of your garments is like the smell of Lebanon. My sister, my bride, is a locked-up garden, a locked-up spring, a sealed fountain. Your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates with precious fruits, henna with spikenard plants, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon with every kind of incense tree, myrrh and aloes with all the best spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, flowing streams from Lebanon. Awake, north wind, and come, you south, blow on my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and taste his precious fruits. Chapter 5 I have come into my garden, my sister, my bride. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, friends, drink, yes, drink abundantly, beloved. I was asleep, but my heart was awake. It is the voice of my beloved who knocks. Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, and my hair with the dampness of the night. I have taken off my robe. Indeed, must I put it on? I have washed my feet. Indeed, must I soil them? My beloved thrust his hand through the latch opening. My heart pounded for him. I rose up to open for my beloved. My hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh, on the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved left and had gone away. My heart went out when he spoke. I looked for him, but I didn't find him. I called him, but he didn't answer. The watchmen who go about the city found me. They beat me. They bruised me. The keepers of the walls took my cloak away from me. I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am faint with love. How is your beloved better than another beloved, you fairest among women? How is your beloved better than another beloved, that you do so adjure us? My beloved is white and ruddy, the best among ten thousand. His head is like the purest gold, his hair is bushy, black as a raven. His eyes are like doves beside the water brooks, washed with milk, mounted like jewels. His cheeks are like a bed of spices with towers of perfumes. His lips are like lilies, dropping liquid myrrh. His hands are like rings of gold set with beryl. His body 
is like ivory work overlaid with sapphires. His legs are like pillars of marble set on sockets of fine gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. His mouth is sweetness. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, daughters of Jerusalem. Chapter 6 Where has your beloved gone, you fairest among women? Where has your beloved turned, that we may seek him with you? My beloved has gone down to his garden, to the beds of spices, to pasture his flock in the gardens, and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. He browses among the lilies. You are beautiful, my love, as Tirzah, lovely as Jerusalem, awesome as an army with banners. Turn away your eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Your hair is like a flock of goats that lie among the side of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of ewes, which have come up from the washing, of which every one has twins. Not one is bereaved among them. Your temples are like a piece of pomegranate behind your veil. There are sixty queens, eighty concubines, and virgins without number. My dove, my perfect one, is unique. She is her mother's only daughter. She is the favorite one of her who bore her. The daughters saw her and called her blessed. The queens and the concubines saw her, and they praised her. Who is she who looks out as the morning, beautiful as the moon, clear as the sky, and awesome as an army with banners? I went down into the nut-tree grove to see the green plants of the valley, to see whether the vine budded, and the pomegranates were in flower. Without realizing it, my desire set me with my royal people's chariots. Return, return, Shulamite, return, return, that we may gaze at you. Why do you desire to gaze at the Shulamite, as at the dance of Mahanaim? Chapter 7 How beautiful are your feet and sandals, prince's daughter! Your rounded thighs are like jewels, the work of the hands of a skillful workman. Your body is like a round goblet. No mixed wine is wanting. Your waist is like a heap of wheat, set about with lilies. Your two breasts are like two fawns, that are twins of a row. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are like the pools in Heshbon, by the gate of Bathrabim. Your nose is like the Tower of Lebanon, which looks toward Damascus. Your head on you is like caramel, the hair of your head like purple. The king is held captive in its tresses. How beautiful and how pleasant you are, love, for delights. This your stature is like a palm tree, your breasts like its fruit. I said, I will climb up into the palm tree. I will take hold of its fruit. Let your breasts be like clusters of the vine, the smell of your breath like apples. Your mouth is like the best wine that goes down smoothly for my beloved, gliding through the lips of those who are asleep. I am my beloved's. His desire is toward me. Come, my beloved, let's go out into the field. Let's lodge in the villages. Let's go early up to the vineyards. Let's see whether the vine has budded, its blossom is open, and the pomegranates are in flower. There I will give you, my love. The mandrakes produce fragrance. At our doors are all kinds of precious fruits, new and old, which I have stored up for you, my beloved. Chapter 8 Oh, that you were like my brother, who nursed from the breasts of my mother, 
If I found you outside, I would kiss you. Yes, and no one would despise me. I would lead you, bringing you into the house of my mother, who would instruct me. I would have you drink spiced wine of the juice of my pomegranate. His left hand would be under my head. His right hand would embrace me. I adjure you, daughters of Jerusalem, that you not stir up nor awaken love until it so desires. Who is this who comes up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Under the apple tree I aroused you. There your mother conceived you. There she was in labor and bore you. Set me as a seal on your heart, as a seal on your arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as Sheol. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a very flame of Yahweh. Many waters can't quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man would give all the wealth of his house for love, he would be utterly scorned. We have a little sister. She has no breasts. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she is to be spoken for? If she is a wall, we will build on her a turret of silver. If she is a door, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. I am a wall, and my breasts like towers. Then I was in his eyes like one who found peace. Solomon had a vineyard at Baal Hamon. He leased out the vineyard to keepers. Each was to bring a thousand shekels of silver for its fruit. My own vineyard is before me. The thousand are for you, Solomon, two hundred for those who tend its fruit. You who dwell in the gardens, with friends in attendance, let me hear your voice. Come away, my beloved, be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.